Good morning, Christian Life Church, and thank you again for tuning in. We're talking about shut the flesh up. <laughs> so important to understand what we're talking about today. This, I mean, it's imperative because the flesh profits you nothing. And uh, we don't want to be uh, profitless Christians, if I can put it that way. We want to be um, full of the Holy Ghost and power going around doing the works of Jesus, not being succumbed to this desire of the flesh or this of the flesh and we covered some of that out of Galatians chapter 5 last week but the flesh profits you nothing say that look at your neighbor if you have one the flesh profits you nothing and so uh, that, that is again don't be so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good I mean we're not talking about not taking a vacation or or not having a hobby or something like that but everything in its right proportions Christ the hope of our glory first God is everything to you and me Amen. That's the important thing that we have proportions of and, and we have uh, no idols before him. And so he said that it's expedient that he goes away. It's advantageous that he goes away because he's going to send us the Holy Spirit. And he did. He sent us a precious Holy Spirit. And so counselor, comforter, uh, he's a teacher. He leads us into all truth. So you got a lot of heretics running around that don't have the Holy Spirit or they're not listening to him, not being led into all truth. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I heard one guy the other day, he says, the name of Jesus is not the right name to use because they never, if you go back 2,000 years in Jerusalem, um, then they weren't using the name of Jesus. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Can I tell you something? 2,000 years ago, they didn't speak English in Jerusalem. So even a child, even a, a bird with a little brain can understand. No, it wouldn't have been Jesus. It would, it would have been Yeshua Mashiach. It would have been, uh, you know, how would you say it over in, the, in Haiti, in some other land? You wouldn't say necessarily Jesus, but, you know, that, that's the, all the things with translation and so forth. But, you know, so somebody without the Holy Spirit would make a statement like that. Um, and the Holy Spirit would just like... You know, hello. Anyways, that's not my subject today. Uh, we know. Okay, let's find out what we already know from last week. It says uh, that but if we walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to His control, responsive to His control. So He's going to lead and guide you into all truth, but He's also going to lead you during the day. Maybe you have an urge to rob a bank, and you drive by the bank, say, "May uh, I'd like to because it'll pay all my bills." But you have that little voice on the inside saying, "Not very good." Not very smart. You end up in jail. And so uh, it's a matter of just, uh, he's going to lead you in all truth. He's going to show you things to come. It says, respond to the control and guide by the Holy Spirit. Then you will certainly not ratify the cravings and the desires of the flesh. And then it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. <laughs> See, if you uh, depend on the Holy Spirit, life is going to be easy. Because it's not you trying to strain and, oh, if I could only live holy, oh, he's going to give you the power to overcome. And so we want to go to the dude over in, uh, in uh, Romans, Romans chapter 7. We find a guy. He says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I know I'm supposed to do, I don't know. I just don't do them. Anybody ever else felt that way? Well, maybe you feel that way today. You've got things that you don't want to do, but you're doing it. Maybe it's smoking. Maybe it's uh, 
drugs, uh, uh, maybe alcohol, whatever. Uh, you just know that the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know what, you can trust him to, to cause that to flee away. Get into a good church, get uh, prayed for, uh, or pray for yourself, and you will find that the Holy Spirit will give you the power to overcome. The Holy Spirit is there to cause you to walk holy and upright before the Father. Things that you could not do without the Holy Spirit. That should be very simple. So in Romans chapter 7, it talks about, uh, he's, the guy says, For we know that uh, the law is spiritual, but, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do not, I allow not, I do. For that which I would not do, I, do, I don't. But what I hate is that I do it. So he comes to the conclusion in the end of Romans, he says, thank God for Jesus Christ, our Lord. Woo! And so uh, there's no chapter and verses in the New Testament, but we go right on into chapter eight. Thank God Jesus Christ was the answer because he said, I'll send the Holy Spirit. When you make Jesus Christ the Lord, you have now access to the Holy Spirit because you are now born again and you have been changed from darkness to the kingdom of light. We get to live different. And, you know, I know the world would like to say it's going to be boring if you be a Holy Ghost believer. I'm telling you, they don't know what excitement is. You don't know what pain is until you allow the devil to torment your life or live under the dictates of the flesh. No victory, no success, nothing good in living under the dictates of the flesh. The other day I heard someone said, hey, I won the, I won the lottery. It was the worst thing I ever did winning the lottery. We're all saying, oh, give us a chance. No, 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 no. A thousand times no. I heard it repeatedly. People saying, my life was much better without, why? Because there's a scripture that talks about these quick gains and where they're going to lead. They're going to lead to destruction. So why not trust the Holy Spirit to prosper you? He will lead you into all truth. Beloved, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's a mind that's submitted to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. All right, so in Romans chapter 8, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of light has set us free from the law of sin and death. In other words, the Holy Spirit, that's a prescribed usage, the way the Spirit of God moves in our life. He'll always lead you into truth. He'll never fib you. He'll always be the strengthener. He'll never cause you to be weak. He'll always guide you. He'll never lead you astray. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. That's good news. Holy advantage Christian because of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're talking about shut the flesh up. It says in verse 3, and so we, we understand the, the prescribed usage of the Holy Spirit has made me free from the law of sin and death. That stuff doesn't have control over me anymore. He has made me free, 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 free. The Holy Ghost has made me free from condemnation. I don't just want to not be condemned by the devil. I don't want to do a deed that the devil wants me to do. So the Holy Spirit gives us the power not to do that. It says, for what the law could not do, this is verse 3, as far as our earthly nature uh, weaken its actions, God did by sending his own son in a matter resembling our sinful nature to atone for our sins. Once our sins got atoned, he gave us his new life. And then it goes on to say, watch this here. For the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in me who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 
So righteousness is right standing with God, right acting with God. How would God want me to act? Oh, he's boring. It's no fun. See, the devil's fun. That's a lie from the pit of hell. People are wishing they wouldn't have made that decision and reject Jesus Christ. Because, oh, you know, you, you can watch any kind of a, a show and find out that, that the wages of sin is death. Or the lifestyle of sin, you're going to end up in some back alley, uh, you know, splashed out on drugs, and uh, you're going to hit a wall. Following flesh, it never fulfilled. But the, the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of flesh. Not just to be a goody to you, but the results. The results of not, see, we're shutting the flesh up. When we shut the flesh up, the blessings flow. You know, we're already free in Christ Jesus, but there's what I would call these blocks uh, that, uh, because the Bible tells us to be single-minded, the Bible tells us to walk in, in, a, in an upright way um, and uh, accept the promises of God, and they all, yes and amen, by God. And they lead us into a constant pageant of triumph. That's a whole different lesson out of Peter, where it says, if you do these things, and the end it says, you will never fail. It has a list of about seven different things you know, to do that will shut the flesh up and you will walk in that victory. You can walk in that victory. Anyways, we, we won't go there today. It's in, in 2 Peter, you can read it. And uh, anyway, so the Bible says, well, who walk not, there's no condemnation to them that are not walking in the flesh, but after the spirit. For they, verse five, Romans eight, for they are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, do mind the things of the spirit. And again, let me tell you, it's the most exciting journey. Just even if you pick it up a little bit, some people may never be in a ministry, but believe God for that anointing. Believe God that the Bible says covet the best gifts in Romans chapter, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Covet those gifts. In other words, desire, Lord, which gift would you have me flow in? I have the fruits of the Spirit. They came in when I got born again. So I'm, I'm silencing my flesh. Now, Lord, what else are you using me for? Show me things to come. Lead me. Oh, you've called me to minister? Oh, you've called me to go to the marketplace? Oh, and speak to so-and-so? Oh, you've called me to make that phone call? Everybody has that. And when you do that, guess what? Guess what? The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. What's he talking about? The muscle of God that raised Jesus from the dead. Something had to happen to raise Jesus from the dead. That spirit dwells in you. Why would he, why in the world would he give you such a responsibility to, and such a, a, such a mighty force living on the inside of you like the Holy Ghost? Because you're going to go around doing good, healing all that are flesh the devil. But first, we're shutting the flesh down. We're realizing there's no good thing that comes from the flesh. And so it says, for to be carnally minded is death. This is verse 6. But to be spiritually minded is life, is advantageous. It says the interest of the flesh means death. The interest of the spirit means life. Romans 8, 6. Read it and rejoice. The world says, read it and weep. No, read it and rejoice. For once, let's do it right. Let's understand. See that back to Philemon. I gave you that last week. That the communication or the lifestyle of my faith is effectual by acknowledging what's in me. Have you acknowledged today that Christ is in me, the hope of God, glory? Have you acknowledged that I'm anointed on the level the world is 
unfamiliar with, all for the glory of God. I am anointed. I am anointed. The Spirit of God is in me. What am I doing? Am I bragging on myself? No, I'm telling you the communication of your faith is affected by acknowledging everything that's in you, your lifestyle of faith, your participation in it. See, you've got relatives I, I may never know. And so you go to them by the direction of the Spirit of God. You may have a banker I may never know. You may have a, a caterer I may never know. But through going to these people, the Spirit of God may say, pray for his shoulder. Pray, he's got a bad heart. You know, just let the Spirit of God lead you. Oh, the victory that that person's going to experience through your obedience in the faith. But we got to not walk according to the carnal mind. I'll read it again. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we want to follow that. We we are following that. Say that with me. We're not, I'm not going to present this to you as somebody who's trying to attain something. I want you to recognize what's on the inside. Because I'm no longer carnally minded, I'm spiritually minded, and there's life and peace. That's the right way of saying it. Because the carnal mind is enmity or an enemy against God. Another translation of Romans 8, 7 says, For the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God. That's the last thing I want in 2023, to have a part of me being hostile against God. So what's the hell? Go back to verse 1 in Romans chapter 8. Thank God there's no condemnation to them that are, are basically talking about redeemed, that have that are uh, not walking according to the dictates of the flesh, but according to the Spirit of God. Woo! Advantage believer. Hallelujah. It says, For um, so that they that are the flesh, verse 8, cannot please God. Anything that's not of faith is sin. And if we're of the flesh, we're not pleasing God. If we've got attitudes, if we're not, you know, Rome, uh, let me go back to Galatians. So important that you understand this. But the works of the flesh are, um, well, the works of the flesh are this here. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the likes. I warn you beforehand, just that it previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 20 says, idolatry, sorcery. You know what sorcery is? Tarot cards, witchcraft, all these different things. You know, we had someone bringing in some dungeons and dragons in my house. It's not coming in my house. We're not allowing that. That's sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy. He's got a better car than I. Forget it, man. The Lord's going to provide for me. Anger, argh, that ill temper, and selfishness, division, dissension, a parting spirit, attacking leadership, factions, see uh, um, a different sex of uh, particular opinions and heresy. I don't want that in my life because that's all carnality and it's not going to be easy for the person doing that. You may get away with it for a little while, but the flesh profits you nothing. I'll say it again. The flesh profits you nothing. So hallelujah. Advantage believer. I want things to uh, to fall on me. Watch this. Here. That was easy. That's when we depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so the Spirit of God is going to lead us away from being ruled and governed by our mind. He's going to lead us into all truth, according to verse 6. So then the flesh, um, you're not of the flesh, but verse 9. Watch this. This is so important. This came into you. It's, he's called the Holy Spirit. But ye are not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. 
Another translation says, but ye have not your being in the flesh, but the spirit. Uh, you, however, are not controlled by the flesh, but by the spirit. Now, nah, we don't want to go to church today. Flesh, I'm telling you, you may miss the greatest Sunday. Don't you, don't, don't you sit back and say, well, you know, I just don't want to. Flesh, overrule the flesh with the dictates of the spirit. Flesh, now again, we can all take vacations, but I know people are just, the Bible talks about people that are loafers and, and people that need to be warned not to forsake the assembling of themselves together. Well, we don't read our Bible. Flesh, <laughs> flesh, <laughs> we don't want flesh. Why? It keeps us from who we are in Christ Jesus. It keeps us from the riches in Christ Jesus. It keeps us from walking above and up beneath. It keeps us from everything that is good. So the Bible says, thank God for this. Say thank you. Thank God. If you are, uh, um, if so, the Spirit of God dwells in you, and he does. This is verse 9. Um, now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So guess what? You can't turn this message off and say, well, that's not for me. That's one of them holy roller things. And eh, wrong, wrong. You are. If you are in Christ Jesus, and read it again, it says, but if you, you are not after the flesh, but after the spirit, so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. I made Jesus Lord. He dwells in me. You made Jesus Lord. He dwells in you. Now, if your man has not the spirit of God, he is none of his. You don't have eternal life. You're in the most dangerous position. You need to deal with that today. Make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Don't hang on because the devil knows you're close. Don't just hang on and say, well, like Led Zeppelin had a song, there's always two paths and you can change at the end. Wrong. There's rock stars that found out and sang that kind of stuff that found out, you know, somebody put a bullet in their head. I won't say who, but, but they died. And uh, there's a good chance they died without the Lord. Horrible. Terrible. 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 So get the Spirit of God on the inside. But once you have the Spirit of God, you are His. Now He's going to lead and guide you into all truth. He's going to turn you into a champion. Spiritually speaking, a champion. And it's going to be over on your flesh. The dictates of your flesh. It's going to be so wonderful. Your flesh is going to obey the Spirit and He's going to lead you into all paths of truth. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to prosper you. He's going to heal your physical body. Verse number 14, or sorry, number 10. Your spirits are now enjoying life because of your right standing with God. Wow. So take the reciprocal of that. Your spirits were not enjoying Christ without being hooked up with God. Your spirit are now enjoying life because of right standing with God. Righteousness is fruitful. Another translation, yet the spirit of life itself, because you have been justified uh, in right standing with God, uh, causes you to have enjoyed life. Verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he shall, that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken uh, your mortal bodies. That's so cool because the Bible says in the Old Testament at the age of, at, at your present age, so I'm 63, you know, there's a lot, many people older than me, even in my room right now, there's people that are 
that the, at the Bible says by the Holy Spirit that whatever age you are at, you're going to be satisfied by the Holy Spirit. So 63 is extremely young. But the Bible says he'll quicken your mortal bodies. What, what do I need for my body, my temple to run good at 63? He's going to show me. It might be certain vitamins that I'm taking. He's going to, he's going to definitely, you know, the wages of sin is death. <laughs> it's hard on your temple. It's hard on your body. But he's going to quicken you and he's going to make you alive. And he's, you know, I'll tell you what, you can have all these wrinkle creams, but when you start smiling with the Holy Spirit, you're not going to need as many wrinkle creams. I guarantee that. Anyways, I'm having a little fun with you right now. That's all the time I have today. We're going to get at it again next week. Call us if you have any uh, questions, 250-862-3044. We'd love to talk to you. Anyways, have an amazing rest of the day.